Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now taking nominees for banner captain if there's a Game 5 in the Stanley Cup. Uh, Indians hitting coach Ty Van Berkleo. I mean, he accompanies his sad sack can't hit team to Boston, and suddenly the Indians turn things into an open fire hydrant. Two runs and five hits to have ended the game from Tuesday night. Then forget about scoring in two straight innings. Wednesday, they scored in seven straight innings. Rolled past the suddenly reeling Red Sox 14-9. This is what the Sox are bringing to the Bronx against a Yankees team that's won 30 out of 40? Yikes. I could use a distraction. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. It's your Daily Sox Podcast. Oh, it's your Daily Sox Podcast. And here's your host, Josh Score nine times. Nine times. You, you should probably win a game against a team that's had the worst offense in the entire American League as of two days ago. The Sox pitching, though, uh, not good. Uh, they lost by five. They are seven and a half games out again. Josh Lewin with you, and uh, we'll get to some first things first. Before the game, a handful of transactions to report, none of them the signing of Craig Kimbrell, wise guys. Uh, first baseman Mitch Moreland. Placed on the 10-day injured list, a lower back strain, retroactive to May 26th. Everybody's saying it's no big deal. He'll be back soon. But for now, no Mitchy four bags. And you want him swinging the bat at Yankee Stadium with that tiny little porch in right. So just some poor timing with a four-game series in the Bronx coming up. Travis Lakin's option to AAA, not a big surprise. Colton Brewer brought back. And they've got a lefty in the bullpen now, Josh Taylor. Called up from Pawtucket, given uniform number 72. Quite a journey for this guy, undrafted free agent to the uh, 40-man roster going through Scottsdale Community College, Division II Georgia College, the Northwoods League, the Phillies organization, the Diamondbacks organization. Six-foot-five lefty, throws hard, 25 years old. He's the guy that uh, was traded for Devin Marrero last year to Arizona. And... It, uh, it'll remain to be seen if this guy develops into anything, but at least he did get in the game on Wednesday night. So let's talk about Sox relievers off the top, because until this series, they had actually been worth a 2.3 wins above replacement, as calculated by fan graphs, and only the Yankees at 3.7 had significantly better numbers than that in the entire American League. But Tuesday night was brutal. 7-5 loss against the Indians that showed that, yes, while the Sox may not need a true closer, they definitely need another trustworthy arm in the bullpen. And Wednesday night kind of suggested all that again. It's like the circle of trust with Robert De Niro and Meet the Parents. Who's in it right now besides Mad Barnes? I think we all figured at the cusp of the season, Barnes and Brazier would both stay in that circle of trust. And, and at the start of the year, they were kind of presented as interchangeable entities. But it's become a little bit like Michael Scott on The Office when he ordered up the pizza for the big website launch party. 
did he get Angelo's Pizza or Pizza by Angelo? You might remember Kevin from accounting explained it as Pizza by Angelo. It's like a, a hot circle of garbage. And I'm not suggesting Brazier is garbage, but there's just a huge difference right now between Angelo's Pizza, which is Barnes, and Pizza by Angelo, which is Brazier. And it's just kind of reminding you that the, the big flaw in the bullpen's construction right now is that Barnes is forced to pick up every piece. If anybody in the bullpen struggles, he's got to come on. That's what happened Tuesday when Walden struggled. They had to burn Barnes in the eighth. He wasn't available for the ninth. Tyler Thornburg, if he's ever healthy, bravo. Remember, Stephen Wright is four weeks away from his return. I think that could be a big piece, and we keep forgetting about him. But anyway, to the game itself, the, uh, the last time Cleveland and a New England team met for an outdoor activity, the, uh, the Browns scored 13. The New Englanders got 33. Uh, Tom Brady was coming off the deflate gate suspension through three touchdowns to Martellus Bennett alone. This game, there was no Brady. There was no Bennett. There was no refuge from a hailstorm of Indians' runs. They had 14. And, uh, boy, I jinxed the heck out of that Indians having tripled all year thing, didn't I? First 2,002 plate appearances for Cleveland this year, zero triples. Next 32 plate appearances, they had three. Yep, all in this Wednesday night game. Second time this year, three triples in a game allowed by the Sox. They had done that in Tampa Bay as well. So that's kind of unusual. But anyway, uh, to the scoring. Bottom of the first, Sox down a couple. Mookie a solo homer off Shane Bieber. And it's uh, back to within 2-1 to one at that point. Bet's number 9. He'll get to, to 30 this year. I really believe that. Bottom two, Sox are down two again. They tie it on a two-RBI hit from Brock Holt. Good for the Brock star coming back and getting something done. But the Indians were mashing against Ryan Weber. Crunched him for four runs total in the third and fourth to break a 3-3 tie. Weber gives up seven for the game in his four innings pitched. Bottom of the fourth, though, with two out, Jackie Bradley Jr. First home run at home since last July. Last 11 had all been on the road. And all four home runs this year to the opposite field, all of them in the last nine days. Andrew Benintendi hit home run number six. He jumped on a middle-middle fastball, homered into the glove of Matt Barnes in the Boston bullpen. Three RBI night by the bottom of the fourth for Benny and his first home run since May the 10th. Top of the fifth, though, two outs, and the 155 hitting Kevin Plowecki doubles in a run off the newcomer Taylor. Lead is extended for Cleveland. Top of the sixth, two outs, Jose Ramirez doubles in a pair, and uh, getting that done off of the back from Pawtucket, Colton Brewer. So 10-6 to Cleveland, making it eight straight innings of scoring at least one run. The team that had started the series dead last in hitting in the American League doing that. Nothing doing in the bottom of the sixth for the Sox, so the intrigue shifted to the top of the seventh. Could the Indians actually make it nine straight innings going back to Tuesday with at least one run on the board? Yep, because Hector Velasquez was on the mound, and uh, it, it happened. So in a true nine-inning game, it's very, very rare that somebody will score in all nine of those innings. Somebody worked up the odds of, of that as something like one in 452,000 if it's all in the same game. So at least this one bled from one game to the other. I was reminded, uh, I've got this file of, of weird nonsense. I went looking for this. When was it the only time that somebody scored in 10 straight innings in a game in professional baseball? I found it. Uh, and, and this was really weird. It, it was exactly one run in 10 straight innings. El Paso did it in 1970 in the Texas League. They won 10-9 to in 10, scoring exactly once 
10 innings in a row. And that's not even the coolest thing in the history of the Texas League. Because if you want me to open this file, I will. I, I, don't, I don't mind. Uh, 1983, same El Paso team. They beat Beaumont 35-21. to That's a game I would have loved to have seen. If you want to go back 70 years before that, how about this one? There was a 49-minute game, 4-0 final. 20 hits in the game, 13 of them by the, the team that won 4-zip. And the legend is that the players were racing, trying to avoid approaching rainstorms, the management urging them on because otherwise they'd have to hand out rain checks that would have to be held over to the following season. It was the last game of 1913, and they did everything they could to get the game in. 49 minutes to play a, a 4 nothing game. I got one more cool Texas League thing for you just because I'm, I'm down this rabbit hole and I can't stop. Go back to 1902. Corsicana 51, Texarkana 3. You want to hear about this game? I'd love to tell you about it. Uh, you had Corsicana, which was a class of the league, 27-game winning streak. They were taking on a terrible Texarkana team, and that was a team that was going to fold in, in like a, a month from then. But So the story on this one is to avoid the, uh, the Sunday Blue Laws, they, they moved the game to, to where it could actually do something on a Sunday. They moved it to Ennis, Texas, and played at a ballpark that didn't have fences. So the, the good team, Corsicana, hit 21 home runs. Their 19-year-old catcher, a guy named Justin Clark, he homered in eight straight at-bats in a game that they won by 48. You guys had enough of Texas League lore? I really could go on and on, but let, let's go back to, uh, to Boston and Cleveland here. Top eight, believe it or not, no runs for Cleveland. Finally, after nine innings in a row going back to the day before, there was actually a 1-2-3 inning, matter of fact. And to celebrate... Bottom of the eighth inning, Xander Bogarts hits a home run after an error by Jose Ramirez, two-run shot. Fourth Sox home run of the game. It gets to 14-8. to eight. Bradley then a double. What's gotten into JBJ all of a sudden? That's five extra base hits in his last 23 ABs. He had had four extra base hits in his first 140. Then Kristen Vasquez a double. It is 14-9. What the hell is going on out there? Ninth inning, again, nothing doing for Cleveland. And a tremor for the Sox in the bottom. A Mookie bet single. Devers a single. They bring on Nick Whitgren to try to hold off the waves of the ocean. J.D. Martinez strikes out. That's an 0 for 5 for J.D. It's a tough night. Remember, he struck out as a winning run in the ninth the night before, too. But then Bogart's walked, so you got the bases loaded. Up comes the Brock star. Brad Hand is summoned from the bullpen. So Cora switches out. He brings in the righty Nunez for the lefty Holt. And he fouls out. It kind of felt like if you're a Sox fan of a certain age, it felt like Jeff Fry pinch hitting for Trot Nixon. You just knew it wasn't going to go well. So after that, up comes Chavis. Uh, he's working on an 0 for 4, two strikeout, two flyout night at that point. So what do you say, Mikey boy? Here you go, kid. Nope. Uh, ground out, 14-9, the final. Red Sox had won 32 straight games at Fenway when hitting four home runs or more, going back to July 23rd, 2004, against the Yankees. Yes, the game before the A-Rod Veritek brawl and the wild 11-10 win that swung that whole season. Cleveland, in a three-game series, five runs and seven runs and 14 runs. Wednesday, they also had 18 hits, four players with two, three with three. In fact, the top three in the order all had three Lindor, Mercado, and Santana, a combined 9 for 16. Sox got their thump from the bottom of the order. Vasquez and Bradley combined to go 6 for 8, which is great. But strange to see a game where the Sox score 9 times and Devers and J.D. Martinez combined to go 1 for 10. 
Alex Cora meeting with the media after the game. A lot to kind of wrap your head around here. Alex did his level best. Yeah, I mean, where we were pitching-wise, we were trying to extend him as long as possible. It just didn't work out. What was the biggest difference between this and the Toronto? I think command. Uh, command of the fastball. Uh, he, he was a little bit erratic with it. He tried to go uh, away. I uh, still remember that, that a bat against Santana. It seems like he was missing off the plate. Uh, he was falling behind. Um, seems like they made some adjustments throughout the game, actually. Um, it seems like they were sitting soft throughout the at-bats with Mayon. So that's something we have to address to see if we fall, fell into patterns. Um, <clears throat> it seems like, you know, first pitch, there weren't competitive pitches, you know. We fall behind 1-0, 2-0, 2-1, 3-1, and then they put good swings on it. So um, it's just it wasn't a good one for him or for us. I mean, he didn't have any job in Toronto, and he actually saved us uh, going into Houston. So. Um, no, Hector did an okay job. You know, when when he came, when he started, we had some bullpen days in that spot. So uh, that's what it's all about: try to survive. You know, and um, now that you brought the record, well, that that's it is what it is. You know, um, but uh, they've been battling through it. You know, uh, right now, like today, it was a tough spot as far as like the bullpen, and um, we we had to extend some guys that we were trying to stay away. You know, for for multiple innings. You guys know Brew, uh, he pitched a lot on Saturday. Uh, he went out there, you know, he gets hit by the line drive. And, you know, we go to Hector, who has pitched a lot lately, and we needed him to go to. And Heater, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we 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 get back and you feel like, oh, he's the top of the lineup. We, we load the bases and they're going to bring their closer and we're one swing away from from getting back to the game, so hitter pitches. So it was it was a tough one all around, and I mean it's, it's hard to manage that game. But you, know, you, you still got to get 27 outs, and then you feel like offensively you're capable. And you know, well, we we put some good at bats, and we had closer, but it wasn't enough. How much you look forward to see kind of how the team responds to the challenge the next four days? Um, I mean, we, we need to play better. You know, I think we the last what. Uh, 12 innings, and it hasn't been good. We haven't pitched well, so we, we need to be better. And that, that's a, it really doesn't matter. I, I said it early in the season when we went there, and I'll say it again. It's not that we're going there and we have to, oh, we're playing New York and we have to. Uh, it really doesn't matter. The road trip might, might be in Miami, somewhere else, and we have to play better. You know, we, we didn't play well the last 12 innings. All right, that's the manager. 52 home runs for Boston in their last 27 games. Four of them Wednesday night, and still a loss. It's amazing. Most runs in a Cleveland-Boston game that I could find since the famous game four of the 99 ALDS. That was a precursor to the Pedro in relief game in Cleveland in game five. That one had 20 runs in it, right? 12 to 8 Boston. But game four at Fenway had 30 runs in it. That was a 23 to 7 final. Red Sox with 24 hits. The two home runs from John Ballanton. Anyway, take a breath, look ahead now. The Yankees, 30-10 and 10 in the last six weeks. They started 6-9, and nine, the team in shambles due to injury, and they have killed it since then with the STUV, part of the alphabet, Sanchez, Torres, Ursula, and Voigt. So uh, these will be games three through six 
of the 19 to be played against the pinstripes this year. And unfortunately, the Red Sox are getting these guys when they're hot. Pitching-wise, here's what we're looking at best we figure. We know it'll be Chris Sale against Jay Happ. couple lefties Thursday night. Sale, incredibly, still just 1-6. and six. Eduardo Rodriguez will go on Friday, probably against Domingo Herman. Could be a bullpen game for the Yankees. Saturday, it'll be either Herman or somebody out of the bullpen, and Rick Porcello going for the Sox. Sunday could be fun. Looks like CeCe Sabathia is ready to come off the injured list, and he'll match up against David Price. So it'll be a lot to talk about on Sunday for sure with the two great lefties going at it. The Yankees, as of now, 17 different home run hitters. None of them are Stanton or Gregorius or Andujar. Uh, they, they, they just keep finding a way while the Sox are kind of doing the opposite. Boston seven and a half games out as they will trudge off to the Bronx. And if they don't get it done on Thursday, that'll be the, the first three-game losing streak since the last trip to Yankee Stadium back in mid-April, which is not bad, by the way. Six weeks now without a three-game losing streak. But we mentioned the Yankees are 30-10 and 10 in that time. So if you're losing home series to the likes of Cleveland, you're obviously not going to catch up. So this has got to be a 2-2 two and two or a 3-1 and one these next four for everyone to feel good about things again. A little bit of a break after the Yankees series. They'll go on and play the Kansas City Royals for three, but nobody's looking at that one yet. It's all about sale against Hap starting Thursday night. So that's the podcast. Appreciate you very much. Did anybody notice I've had Jeopardy on in the background the whole time? Do I have it low enough that you can't hear it? I'm fascinated by the Jeopardy dude now that he's up around $2 million or so for, uh, for winnings. And it's early in the proceedings of this one, but he's got like an insurmountable 5,800 to to 200 to Zippo lead if you're scoring at home. All right, uh, Jeopardy updates perhaps on the next podcast too, but more importantly, Red Sox-Yankees. This is Josh Lewin. Appreciate you tuning in. It's called Sox Daily. Bye-bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.